Episode 62, I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinisky. Hello, sir. Hello there. I have and, a cold. Oh, yeah, you sound like absolute deaf. Yeah. Oh, you're not even, oh, you have a uh, medicinal I've, coffee? I got my medicinal coffee. I'll probably get, I'll, I'll sound a little bit better halfway through the episode. Sounds good. As we go through fun topics, I'm sure your body will start to eject the uh, the disease. Yeah, all over your face. <laughs> and we also have a guest. Hello, Shane. Hello. So, um... Do you have a beer? You do. I do. Excellent. So what are you drinking? I've grabbed a New Holland Dragon's Milk. Okay. I really I, want that. I, know the, I do love a stout. I got those <sighs> in like the middle of the summer, and I just refused to drink a stout in the middle of the summer, so now we're in stout season. I'll probably that's try one like of those my, next. That's my favorite Imperial stout. Uh, I'm on a Barsteiner Oktoberfest right now, and as I mentioned, Ryan looks like he's on some sort of coffeinated beverage. Yeah, coffee, because, yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot of like maybe one beer a day until I'm done with this cold. Ugh, well, <laughs> I feel for you. Yeah, imagine how great Thanksgiving was. I also have like zero appetite. Well, I don't know what a Jewish Thanksgiving is like anyway. Well, I just got to Jan's family, which is like a Catholic oh, Thanksgiving, okay. which is basically the same thing. Yeah. But with, I, I guess assume everyone no overeats hand. equally, right? Yeah, except for me, because I have a cold. Right. And I, like, have no appetite. Did that so. make all of the food taste like rubber? Yeah. I, I don't know what anything tastes like. I can taste, like, cinnamon. I can taste, like, coffee. And that's about it. That explains what you're drinking today. <laughs> Delicious flavors. The two remaining senses in your body are still functioning on coffee. Trigger so. the remainders. Absolutely. So, since you have a cold, Ryan, I'm going to go ahead and start off with the standard bio questions for That'd be great. Shane, if I possible. want people to not <laughs> hear my voice as much as possible. <laughs> so Standardized testing here. Yeah. Huh? No, we're starting off with real softballs, Ooh. which is basically, who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Well, I'm Shane Donahue. Okay. Um, I am, I've been a local to Minnesota for my entire life until literally about six months ago when I moved out to California. Okay. Uh, I've been... Uh, an autocrosser since I was 17, so I've been doing that. But you're for, in Minnesota right now. I am in Minnesota because it's the Thanksgiving break. So mm. you, you've caught me in a brief stint to Your come back to visit my, up, my, my family. <laughs> Why'd you come back now? Uh, yeah, that's a question I asked myself as soon as I got off the flight uh, hmm. and was met with the somewhat frigid jetway temperatures on Saturday. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I'm back right now. But i okay. um, been a wrench head, motorhead guy since I was like 16, 17. Okay. Uh, what caused you to move out to California, other than the obvious reasons? Uh, work was the big one. Oh, okay. Um, and then they're like, we'll move you out to, to somewhere warm. And I'm what, like, that what, works. What do you do for your real-life job? <laughs> uh, real-life job, I do sales engineering for Google products through a Google partner. Oh, okay, cool. Ooh, I yep. love Google. So, I use them, too, for cloud storage, like all, your sweatshirt. Yep, I got the uh, Google Cloud sweatshirt, but I work on the G Suite stuff, so all the docs and stuff. I, also I think them. we would be okay with a sponsorship from Google. Yeah, that would be fabulous. Yeah. You can hook that up. You, you know. can go ahead and step right in line behind me and my podcast. <laughs> oh. so, wow. I thought we were going to get some sweet nepotism, but I guess not. Good luck with that one. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'll, Damn take, it. I'll take this motor cult sticker for you and put it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> you could just stick it on the trash, too. So autocrossing. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you successful in autocrossing? Are you still successful in autocrossing? If I, so? am, I am lukewarm successful at autocrossing. <laughs> nice. I do reasonably well on local events, and I've placed... Mid pack on average on national championships and such. I see. So, well, that unfortunately, seems... I do not have a national trophy to my name, but uh, not yet. Hey, you know, you'll get there eventually. What do you drive when you're autocrossing? Uh, so I drive what I now I'm running a 2011 E92 M3. 
in F3. Is it a manual? No, it is not. I don't like you. So, okay, I have justification behind that. I bought that car specifically when I moved out to Los Angeles because it is the best option for rear-wheel drive, also somewhat automated transmission while dealing with traffic because oh my god, LA traffic. Oh is, yeah, yeah. Just burger. don't drive. Yeah, burger. I don't think I don't think you understand. Like I've done, I've done four or five rush hour traffic. It's but every yeah. day. Yeah, Dude. no, I just wouldn't live there. So yeah, no, right. I, yeah. I, I, I'm the staunchest manual transmission person ever. And I understand. Or what, and I, I understand your meaning. I had to get to one car. I, that's the problem uh, I had. Is uh, it, I had to be one car and be the all utility car. So it had to be fun to drive. Well, then you should have bought a four door. They're more rigid, cheaper, and they're better. But they don't have the compact options, yeah, including they do. the slick top and the and the the goodies there. Don't worry, I, I prefer. You can coops. absolutely get competition package on a LCI sedan. You you can with the wheels and suspension package, but the roof was not an option at that point. They all had the sunroof, which I had, had problems with. I mean, I, I do like slick tops, but come on, carbon I, fiber. I don't like carbon fiber. I don't like your things. choice. Well. It's his choice. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, at least you answered it. So that kind of that that covers the what do you drive question, which was number two. I yep. assume that is also your daily driver. You are correct. So. Okay. Well, do you I, have a like, I do standard wanna, EDC I, I suspension? Wanna add, I want to add. I want to add one more thing. One I'm asking about yeah. EDC. I, I asked it got, first. I got, I you are what, second in line. Fine. Sir. I will wait. What's your setup on it? I'm not uh, happy about it. So <laughs> the the car is going to be tell. run for uh, F Street uh, Autocross, okay. where the EDC suspension is actually um, the the thing you want, the compact package okay. EDC suspension. There are a couple of dudes who went like super baller, like MCSs and stuff, and it's yielding very limited results over the stock okay. gear. So the BMW brain is pretty good at doing its valving jazz. Uh, jazz. When you have the comp package, because it's reprogrammed. Right. So. Yeah, and all the ABS and all that's changed. All right, Ryan, yeah. what were you saying? Sorry. Um, you're not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. Oh, yeah. No, no, you're, you're reasoning for the, uh, <laughs> the automatic <laughs> transmission. Yes. Uh, I want to I harken back to that. Because, Perfect, yes. Uh, there are many people that say, that, you know, try to reason why they went with the automatic. And they're like, oh, it's better. It's this, it's that. It's just yours. It's just real world. And I do yeah. appreciate that. Because... So many people driving a dual clutch in traffic is way worse than driving a manual. No, no, it's way no, worse no, 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 no. for the transmission. Well, yeah, but, it's bad for the clutches, yeah. but like they're so bad yeah. at low speed manners. But I mean, well, that's that's oh, the thing. It's is, not fucking pleasant. I'm not. I'm so, not. I'm not at all like on the like. Oh, this is perfectly smooth and indifferent from like an automatic. No, no, no. It's I it's think juddery and, and bumpy as yeah. hell. But I think if BMW made a torque converter automatic, it'd be perfect. Well, no, over that they yes. do though. Yeah. They do on the lower cars. Yeah, but no, they, they don't the put next, on the good one. The next M3 will have a torque converter auto. Yeah, see that clutch. that would be yeah. perfect. That'll be I much don't better. Want that. It's I want, so like, much better than a dual clutch. Not when you're in it. Yes. Like, really? Oh. Going at, no, no, no. It's sloppy on the throttle. No, no. Have you driven a G90 M5? Uh, I have driven a, uh, I, so I spent some time in Germany in a M4, I'll take that uh, the no. F80 M4, yeah, yeah. which is, I believe F82. the same transmission. No, yeah. no. Cause the G90 M5 is an eight speed auto. Okay. So this was the seven speed auto in the, it's the dual the, clutch yes. that you drove. Yeah. This yeah. is an actual torque converter auto because okay. they're getting rid of all dual clutches because okay. they're, they're worse now than a good torque converter auto, even at shifting. Maybe I'll have to, I, I'd love to try a new one, but I mean, think about it. If you have a lock converter yeah. and an auto can instantaneously change the solenoid valve pressure. Yeah. So it's, it's the same speed at shifting as dual clutch. Like every torque converter I've driven though, just feels a little slushy. There's always that momentary hesitation of like off throttle, back on throttle. Um, it shouldn't in be. impulse. It's just, it, I mean, I've, I felt like I, I, I know driving, what you mean. Is it unlocking yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Right. 
It, right, but the M cars are programmed differently, and it that may be, and it's, that's one of the things. Like the first ever automatic M car is the G ninety M five, so like they're, mm-hmm. I think they're programming that solenoid to stay locked every time you're out of first gear, so you don't get the slop, you don't get the right. weird lash. I but think, I don't want an M five. No, I, so they're, they're, not, they're not insinuating you buy like, an M five. I don't M5. want a boat. Really, the, you should have bought a Fiat five hundred E because good in traffic, really good at autocross. Just call it um, I don't think the five hundred E is actually legal for autocross. It's not, but it is up here because they have no idea about that rule, <laughs> and it should true. be because it's like it's a Fiat five hundred, and those are banned because so, they roll heavier. The whatever. other side of that is I love road trips. So yeah, you would need two cars then. Yeah, exactly. I'm not getting anywhere because it's like eighty five miles in a Fiat. On a brand new one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mine's really torched. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, great though. Because there's nothing like heading out of the office on a Friday night and going into Vegas or or going up to Buttonwillow or something like that. All right, the like Model that. 3 it so, is. Yeah, right. Good, the new performance pack actually did really well at Buttonwillow a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we talked they, about that on the podcast last yeah, week. Yeah, it did really yeah. well. It did so well. It got banned. <laughs> got oh, they knew the rules going the rules. Into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, was a, it was a total... We like, talked about how it was yeah. so clickbaity, basically. Yeah. Yes. So. Well, it was actually staged up to be that way, too. Because yeah. they, they admitted that they wanted to, like, for dramatic effect do the the takedown on the podium and so yeah like, just take just tell us on the podium yeah what? And, yeah right and they came back like that was a really bad decision <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever so. so yeah if you're curious about that story go back to motor call episode 60 you can listen at this at the same time it did get people to talk about you know their time attack series so yes. yeah and uh, it, it, that that's what they were trying to do sure but no i think with your um with your with your car choice and not with the the not manual transmission <laughs> that you have I, I understand your your reasoning perfectly. I did and that, too. That, that's it makes sense. It was it's that, just, yeah. or a GTI was effectively like yeah. My no, de- definitely do not do the GTI. No, yeah, the yeah, you GT, the right car. Right. Right. Yeah, I want yeah. the rear wheel drive. It's yeah. just way more fun. Yeah, because so. I was going to G- talk about the well, engine not, not being no. A TSA. I, <laughs> yeah, no, you made the right decision because that GTI would have <laughs> cost you dearly. It probably yeah. would have been more money in maintenance. Oh, for sure. Than the BMW. Okay, okay that's a big step. That's a big step there. I work rod bearings ever like sixty k. No, it's not rod bearings. But no, it's, I'm talking the M3. Yeah, the M3. I did the rod bearings. The GTI is just like a new engine every like five minutes. Basically, no. Yes, but the new engine's probably cost about as much as rod bearings on an S6. I probably yeah, but yeah. once and you get I, more time out of a set of rod bearings. So yeah. <laughs> basically whenever somebody like comes in pre-purchase inspections a GTI at my shop, do you just tell them no? No, I just tell them like <laughs> be prepared to have between 1 and $2,000 mm-hmm. of crap breaking on top of your standard mileage maintenance. Yep. And that's going to happen every single year because Owning this car is not too far off from owning like a 1980s Lamborghini, and people are like, "Seriously?" I'm like, "No, very seriously." And they don't listen to me, and then we make a whole bunch of money. I mean, <laughs> at least so, you tried. Yeah. So my joy is, I bought I bought the M out of Phoenix. Okay. Okay. And I so I I, I literally it was a I went to DefCon. I drove the the my, my Volt out to DefCon from California. I drove down to Phoenix. traded it for the m Mm -hmm. and then drove back and then like like four hours into the six hour drive i got my first taste of german car ownership which was the check engine light flipped on (laughs) but it flipped on when i was doing about 105 so i was like ah yeah allegedly um good word you don't know what section of freeway i was (laughs) when you're on that section of freeway it goes like between mexico like yeah, no, it loops down. The, the yeah. road back to L.A. loops down through Mexico. Yeah, you, yep. Well, you can because you, you, you miss all the traffic. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you can tell when you're in Mexico because the giant wall yeah. yes. built there on the border. Yep, it's really interesting to drive along it 
and and just see all the refugees trying to climb over. Yeah. It, so. it, it probably sounds really amazing with your engine. It just like, oh, yeah. comes yeah. right yeah. back Sound off. The oh god, yeah. A <laughs> couple of couple of drives through a couple of mountains I've had to do. I'm like, ooh, bang, 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 go down a second in a <laughs> seven speed gearbox. Ugh. Yeah, it's a lot of clicking. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Um, so. You sound like you're more into the driving facet of car culture versus like car show. One hundred percent. I am like anti car show. Okay. I'm that's good like, to know. The biggest anti car show. Like it's, I, I feel like there's not a lot of people that span the two. It's, so to me it's just a big circle jerk. Yeah. Well a Dutch like, rudder, circle jerk, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're yeah. you are right. There is a lot of that that happens. I I I'm car showy, but mm-hmm. I like to have the happy medium. Because Yeah. I mean, to a lot of car show guys, um like Going out on the racetrack, you know, I mean, it's fun and all, but yeah. a lot of the people there are very circle jerky. So, like, there's there's aspects of car <laughs> oh, shows God, I'm yeah. fine with, like stock cars or, like, fancy exotics or something that I don't see a lot of. Those are kind of fun to see. But when we get into, like, the Stance Nation stuff oh, and, the, God. and the airbaggers and stuff, we are functionally ruining a Best car. Best LED headlight mods? Oh. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sighing, and I'm like, you've ruined something that could have been so good yep. or so fun. I think one of my the most cringy conversations I ever had at a car show was I was talking to a person who was like super into stance. Yeah. And they were they were like uh, they, all they were trying to defend stance by saying that how it's better than like a super JDM car. And I'm like I being the person who was like into super JDM cars, I was like, no, somebody actually had to go out and find all these super rare performance parts. I'll yeah. tell you what every single part does, why it's rare and mm-hmm. what's cool about it. And the person at the stance car is just like, look at my 15 degrees of negative camber to fit my 24-inch wheels inside the wheel well of my Celica. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I, I, like, uh. I was like talking about it. Basically, so I'm like, Dude, this isn't stance. This isn't like fitment. This is like we force this wheel into this wheel well, and yeah. it doesn't really fit. Like, mm-hmm. the top, like, 1% of the wheel fits mm-hmm. within... Yeah, that's not fitment. What, what have you accomplished? <laughs> what have you gained by doing this? Like, you, you've... Bought a 305 millimeter tire, and, and you're now running on a 185 tread patch at best. <laughs> and then to top it off, 105 like, psi, 700 yeah. horsepower, or some stupid crap like that. Like, yeah, the contact patch is pretty yeah, hilarious. I'm gonna deliver that through a bike tire. It, and that's the thing is like when I when I think of like bicycle, when I think right. of car shows and show cars, I imagine more like the you know you know JDM stuff and. Where it's yeah. really like people are like, and that's a lot closer to collector like, car culture. Yes, like I, I do have a somewhat of appreciation for JDM. I, I love classic Japanese cars, yeah. um, but like some of the JDM stuff where you're trying to do like a period correct, like early 2000s, yeah, that's like 2000 Civic SI build or like an EF hatch where you're trying to be like it's it's a performance build, but it's based on like the Japanese market at the time or something like that tugs at the heartstrings a little bit because that was the era that i was coming up in yeah and too, that's so. that's the thing that's how i like about it is it it that's him in a nutshell by the way yeah that yeah. is basically yeah. me but um <laughs> no with, with with that i think it's i consider it more classic more like uh preservation kind of yes. like people yeah i see i just i whenever i talk to people with like a pre-war car like a duesenberg or something mm-hmm. uh yeah i hit that bell that's my pre-war bell the pre-war um, bell Got whenever it. i talk to somebody with like a duesenberg or like a duesenberger or yeah, or <laughs> um, something uh, like Auto Union, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you know, Horsch, um, <laughs> stuff like I that. I can barely reach that thing now. People with cars like that, when I talk to them, I get a lot of the same kind of conversation cues and the same, you know, like basic. Yeah, the entire conversation is the same as talking to somebody with like a fully muganed out like second gen 
yes. like prelude. And and there are limits to this too. Like yeah. for instance, if you're like looking for that JDM like airbag replacement carbon fiber tray, I'm like we're we're done talking here. But if it's <laughs> like I really want those like 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 some of those really good works wheels or something like that right. from that era. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and like in a 16, which just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like I know that. What you like, mean. Nice. I want a three piece 16 by 10. Well, we have some from a catalog in 1993 sitting in the warehouse. I'll take those. And Perfect. I'm not going to stance my car to run them. Now that you've ruined it. Right. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it, no, but it's, I mean, like something is, like, like JDM wine yes. civic is like perfect to me. Yes, we can agree. Stance ruins cars. Yes. Stance uh, ruins cars. But autocross, definitely my favorite form of motorsport. It Thank is you. Very fun. It's, uh, it's it's definitely second to circuit racing. Well, I mean, for me to like actually do. I mean, I don't, I don't need um, Nick to chime in here, but oh, it's, of course. it's definitely second. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about this last night, actually. There's no like way. every like Are you kidding motorsports me? have. Like this pyramid scheme of like every layer shits down onto the (laughs) the lower level below it. So it's going to be like okay, so you autocross guys get crapped on by like HPDE guys, and then like drift guys smell like sweat. They try though; it's hilarious. They're like, "Oh, you're just it's like five minutes of drive time. There's no reason to do it." I'm like, "Yes, but it is a competition event versus." (laughs) I really do like the we aspect too. Oh, it's fun! It's fun. I like as long as I'm like. You're not gonna win your HPDE. That's oh, like, that, oh, there's where you're wrong, buddy. Right. I've seen <laughs> literally hundreds of people try um, you, you don't, to win yeah. their HPDE, but uh, I'm gonna definitely start using that terminology next time I go to an HPDE. I'm yep. gonna win. I'm gonna win. I'm, <laughs> just roll up and like I'm here to win. <laughs> what class are you running? So advanced. My uh, a? my yeah. my question for you is: How do you feel about drifting? Because I feel like to okay. a lot of like car like race guys, drifting yes. is the equivalent of stance for show guys. So I can give drift some credit. Yes. Okay. It is legit motorsport in the fact that it is a, a seriously high build effort on the pro level. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff with that. In the end, it is still figure skating. It yeah. is still a judged sport. It is not a quantitative. Uh, scoring points or, or anything like that. So that is, I, I'm, I'm okay with drifting as long as you understand that you you won because you won the favor of that guy or the, the applause of the crowd or something like that. But the builds are fantastic. I, yes. I went to SEMA a couple years ago and I was like, this is some, like, this is not, you know, the drift rack guys. This is like, okay, these are $5,000 shocks in here. This is like a $10,000 motor. That being said, well, yeah, they need Some a thousand the... horsepower. They need a ton of grip. I mean, that's right. what really confused right. me when I started seeing these really high buck drift builds. I'm like, yeah, they're literally like if you just like changed a couple settings on the dampers, like that would be a really good track yeah. car. Yeah. It's like I just figured they were trying to like reduce the grip as much as possible yeah. to just like slide the damn thing. But right. no, like you still need the control. It's like having winter tires. Some of the latest sure. gen stuff I think looks awful. Um, like like uh, <laughs> there's the new like the thing with the FRSs I think is like you space the front wheels out like a mile apart, Ew. and it's I'm just like oh god, it just it looks. Is that just for steering angle or? What? I yeah. think it's for, it steering, is for angle. steering angle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I get the function behind it, and I can I can applaud that oh, from an engineering good. standpoint. But when it comes to like. God, it just looks awful. Like, I just want a JGTC car when I'm looking at an FRS or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want the too. GT300 car. Like, that's what I want. That I you can't always get what you want. Well, as cliche as I can possibly yeah. make that. Um, but you try sometimes. No, but I, 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 I'm kind of in the same boat with drifting <laughs> where a lot of people look, look at drifting kind of the wrong way. They look at it as the same as, mm-hmm. like, you know, actual, like, 
competition motorsport. Yes. But it's no, it is closer to figure skating. I think that's a really good way to mm-hmm. to describe it because figure skating at the end of the day is still an Olympic sport. Yes. And that's Is like it a, a special Olympic sport too or no? I'd watch that. Janet, they don't televise the Special Olympics. <laughs> can you look up and see if figure skating is a Special Olympic sport? It is. is it, it is. Okay, yes. Why don't they televise well, the Special I mean, it's Olympics? Like, there's like they ice should. Dancing, because of the inner guilt we all feel. <clears throat> there's ice they're dancing, and then there's... They're way better than the shit that I remember. They are. But there's okay. somewhere deep down inside so, where a little dark part so of me here, one second. laugh it, at something. Janna just and answered. Just instantly going to hell. Janna just Janna just answered all this. So she said there's ice dancing and what else? I think figure skating is its own, but there's also ice dancing and okay. like okay. there's singles partners. Like I, this Which, is the only Olympic sport I actually watch. I so. gather. <laughs> how do you watch it though? Uh, I you mean, stream it. The TV. The sp- they put on I've like never sp- seen. They put on like Fox Sports. Like I mean, 13 it's on it. Okay. The Ocho. Yeah, <laughs> the Ocho. <laughs> A lot of times they play it at like one o'clock in the morning, so you really have to plan it. I, I really Next love when people it, like, make like, dodgeball hey, references. <laughs> you got to see this. Oh, it's straight up like the last Olympics. Like all that I did was watch like ice dancing. Oh, I meant Special Olympics. Oh, I've seen Olympics? I've seen Olympics. I'm sure there's yeah. dancing. Yeah, that, that's that's what we were asking. If Special Olympics. Most yeah, of can the, you look that up? Most of the results I've seen between like Special Olympics, like Paralympics and regular Olympics, like they're shockingly close and mm-hmm. how capable people are even. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. No, it's it's there's a lot that's like bogus that they get classified differently. For sure. For sure. Also, yeah. we should also describe tandem drifting is like Oh, yeah, ice thanks dancing. for bringing us back on time. Yeah, that here. that's like ice <laughs> dancing what what Jana it's mentioned. Like, but I I do like uh I like grassroots drifting. Yes. But not like drift missiles, but actually people that like put the effort into their I'm, cars. I, you know, I'm okay with that as long as you're not sacrificing something that should get more love. So it, like you if you're drift missling an FC RX seven. Or like an A eighty six. An A eighty six. Yeah. There's the drift like tax on all those. Now. M3. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I see that. I'm a lot. just like that's that's the new drift missile. No, E thirty sixes are. Yeah. But I mean Well oh. the M threes occasionally drop in there. You get automatic M three that like Comes in at like five yeah. grand. Oh, you can put your way less than that. You can still pick up auto E36 M3s that run a drive for like two and a half. And that's mm-hmm. why it's a drift missile. I guess because you can just put a man- you can just put a manual I, in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do it very often. I know. I am I am all about seeing more people in legitimate motorsports in one yeah. way or another. Like I've seen too much street racing crap over the years, and I don't I don't enjoy it. Never got into that sort of stuff. I actually like, I really did, but it was a different. We'll get into that in a second. I just uh, enjoyed seeing just the complete shit show that is. Street uh, racing. Oh no, I would go down to university yeah. on oh, Friday yeah. nights in, in the, you know, the late two thousands oh, and yeah. just that was fabulous. Pop the chair out and watch the guy mm-hmm. rolling up and down with his mom's like Cobalt LS with a wing on it. And My favorite was that. still those AE one hundred one Corollas with the turbos yes. on them with the anti lag <laughs> and the baby on board <laughs> right. stickers. So well, all right. So let's think. I actually got like super. In, I'm still really into drag racing, and mm-hmm. that's from street racing. But the thing is, is, like with street racing, what a lot of people would see is they did come down to like Sun Foods at like eleven o'clock and like, yeah. just like see like the Chai Vong Yangs, which is the actual person who is hilarious. <laughs> uh, but like you'd see all these people with like, um, like yeah, like they'll they'll have like an MR2 that's like non-turbo, mm-hmm. and they'll have like a blitz body kit oh yeah sun foods was a shit show it it was it was it was awful but the thing is like a lot of those people you know after about like 11 like 30 12 ish they'll go out and do like a highway run or two and then they they... do have figure skating nice all right cool so there is special olympics figure skating. special olympics is in 2019 both summer and winter heck yeah 
This is like the national. It's going to be in Abu Dhabi. Great. That's very cool. I had a rise. It's, it's in, interesting it's questions. In, it's I, in like March, I saw. For, I thought that was illegal there. There's, I don't know. I'm just thinking the whole gender issue situation over there and how that's going to play out. Mm. With, yeah. But anyway, street racing. But anyway, yeah. yeah. In so, the 2000s. Well, I'm, I'm talking like 2000s and even later. Um, no, because like once you get a lot of the riffraff to trickle out, like mm-hmm. it started to get like a really good, like oh. about one one a.m. to about like four a.m. Like that's like that's when you saw like actual racing. That's when you would the- see like these like three hundred horsepower CRXs like take on like yep. Corvettes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I admit that you know like there's a lot of like serious builds that wind up out there yeah. street racing and stuff. But I think my biggest problem is is number one. The, the lack of safety equipment, the bystander situation. And yeah. then the other factor is, is that there's a ton of guys who just can't drive. No, it's absolutely they will, true. They will go put together this, like, you know, because money does not give driving skills. Um, That's absolutely it, true. Yeah. Eric is stunned here. Just I'm amazed by agape. all this new information. That is... Yes. Well, I'll say it again. I thought money yeah. bought skill and what immediate. Was, what it, was it, it buys traction control. If I yeah. really good traction control. I mean, thank God for uh, that. And most of these people. Yeah, exactly. Except they all like ego turn it off immediately. Luckily, most of it's not defeatable on those cars. So. <laughs> thank you. What um? <laughs> yeah. What episode was it where I brought up the guy that crashes Maserati Ghibli into a uh? Oh, dude, that into was... that Hyundai and then crash into the wall and then, like mess up traffic. That was early. Oh. That was probably like episode. That was before we did video. Yeah, it was. was I think that was like 15, June maybe. or something. Yeah. yeah. But that yeah. that was a real thing. This guy. Always drove like a dick down 394 that in the middle so of rush great. hour, crashed into a Hyundai, <laughs> and got arrested. Yeah, but uh, even in like the local scene here, running autocross and stuff for you know almost f- like 15 years or stuff, um, I did a lot of novice school. I did a lot of instructing and things like that. So we would always see there was like one or two every year that were clearly like the street racer type that would show up with like I've got a 500 horsepower Evo, blah blah blah, and like everything else is stock on it. And then they also just, the turbo lag. I'm sure is really good for autocross. It's perfect for autocross, yeah. which is always the best part because they'll come out and they'll run and they'll think they're top shit because you know, okay, I'm really hard to beat on a on a from roll from a thirty whatever. roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ooh, it's you know, ooh, I put the throttle down, I won. Woo. Um, the skills. And then they come out, and then we run the instructor stuff, and then like the instructors in a bone stock Miata is cracking four second faster runs, and they're like, no. <laughs> the I'm hurt, faster the hurt, than the that. The bruised egos. The bruised egos. Oh they, no, that's my favorite so thing. Bad. Yeah, so. I love that. Me too. That's like when Scott borrowed my Fiat to do autocross at Street Heat earlier this year, and he was in the the V8 classes with like Mustang GTs and Camaros, <laughs> and like this was his first ever autocross event, and yep. he just freaking cleaned house with it. it yeah, amazing. Because instant torque, and like there's the center of gravity is like through the floor on that car because it's got a huge all battery the pack in the bottom. On the floor. Yeah. And oh, like that was thing, hilarious. And it was on Riken Raptors, like not good tires. Right. And it was still just like Clear, no cleaning house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've seen this on a lot of like there's some definite skill at like good guys oh, and things sure. like that yeah. on the on the higher end of stuff. But mm-hmm. you get dudes trying to maneuver a boat through a very small course, and it's just almost comically frustrating. Actually, one of my favorite autocross moments was as proving rounds a few years ago. You know that drift Cadillac that goes after? Yeah. yeah. I don't mm-hmm. actually know what they call it, but I call it yeah. Driftalac. But um there was a guy who, I guess one of his buddies, like, piloted through the autocross course. Okay. And oh, actually, man. like, placed it, like, mid-pack. And there's a bunch of dudes, like, the street racer type yeah. Evo, like, STI guys, like, a front mount and, like, yep. a stock turbo. And just has a, You could like, tell where the driver skill ends yeah. on, a, <laughs> yeah. on the, the, the lap board the, or whatever the, you call the it. The drift lack, like, actually is, like, I think I get, like, a... 
I think it was like thirty four people that were on the on well, the that thing, on the board, and it than, was like like thirteenth yeah. or fourteenth. Like it's a decent. Drifters have really good crap skin. tires that are available for well, the size of. That I think thing. this is like one of his buddies, but it, it was it was just more it was just more like you, yeah. it, as long as you can handle the car. It's yeah. it's not a matter of what you drive. Like if mm-hmm. a seventy seven Cadillac Coupe DeVille can outdrive your STI, mm-hmm. it's not a matter of the car. It's a matter of you sucking personally. You need to get better. Yep. Yep. Yeah, also, I literally want to see boat autocross in the water yes. now. That's a thing. Really? It's it, not officially like boat is autocross, that jet but boat stuff? yeah, that is insane. Yes, where they're whipping like 180s and coming back and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, they're they're going through like yes man-made loop-de-loop Little drainage ditches, and these things are just they're going at like 80 miles an hour through yep. these hairpin turns on water. Okay. Yep. We we should cover that at some point. That not... and uh, Red Bull Air Race is yes. planes and autocross. Yes. So. Also want the Flugtag to come back to St. Paul again. That would be cool. That would be a lot of fun. That's just a good time to drink. Yes, <laughs> I, I concur. I will, I have will they buy... done a Flugtag in like years? Yeah. Well, yeah, they have, but I mean, it was one of the last ones they did was St. Paul. Okay, but they need to bring it back. Yeah. Yes, they do. Okay, so what was your favorite? Like, okay, I assume it was SCCA Autocross you did. I, uh, SCCA and the local club down in Minnesota here is Minnesota Autosports Club. Okay, so that was mainly yeah. who you ran with the whole time. Right. Okay. I was I was board member for years. Is that the like that, Moag so. or whatever? Okay. Moag. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and we've got we're getting into the last few of the questions here. This Shoot. one's really important. This is one of the first ones that has a right or wrong answer. Okay. I think you're going to say it right, but here on Motor Cult, we like to make sure that the people we're talking to prefer to drive a slow car fast as opposed to a fast car slow. And I set you up, you know, mm-hmm. very properly for this question, but sure. do you prefer drive a slow car fast or a fast car slowly? A uh, slow car fast. Perfect. All cars fast. We've had one person never nice. said Two a answers. fast car slow. Very dualistic. And we berated them until they changed their answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, no. I will not name names because yeah, he... One, yeah, you can go back and find this episode. Yes. Literally, like, right before I moved, <laughs> uh, like, last year, I bought... I was I, I finally snapped, and I said, I haven't owned a Miata yet. Mm. And I'd gotten in a couple of Miata drives, so I, I was on Copart, and I... It was a bad mistake, but I bought a Miata on Copart. Good. And... Fees on Copart. Just yes, that was the that. surprise for sure. Uh, but bought that immediately. Like it had snow tires on. I'm like, okay, nice. it needs wheels and tires. So I'm starting to harvest things from all my other Miata friends. So I wound up with like 13 or no, some 15 by nine wheels and some 225s and stuff. So it's and a terrible. Did you get like an NB or NB or? It was an NA. Uh, yes. Okay. 90, Perfect. 95. Yeah. 95. Yes. So one point eight. Yep, one eight, uh, no variable cam timing and stuff. It was M edition. Ooh. M oh yeah, yeah. My, no, my um, it's got that's got the did it have like the wood steering wheel and shift knob? Yes, did perfect. It have, oh, I suppose yeah. it didn't have the original BBSs then. Right? Yeah. no, the BBSs were gone. The hubcaps were in the trunk, but the the wheels were gone. Wait, uh, that's weird. Also, thank wait. you for calling them hubcaps and yeah, not wheel covers and vice versa. Those are hubcaps. Hey, do I you know still they are. Wait, right. hold up, one second. Do you still have those hubcaps? Uh no, they went. Damn it. Yeah, that was part of my my big garage <laughs> sale when I moved. So no, my my roommate picked up a uh yeah ninety five. Miata M edition. Yep. Um, for two hundred dollars because the guy had like he like put a clutch in it and thought he broke everything and like blew up the whole engine. Yeah. So my roommate buys it for like two hundred bucks. I mean, this would be like a just a turd of a car. Well, no, he, oh, he, tar- he get, no, it gets even better than that. He goes into the guy's uh, garage and sees, oh, well, half of the bolts for the uh, bell housing are missing, and then. You also didn't replace the flywheel, and the yeah. flywheel's all warped. Yeah. And 
Also, you installed three of the six bolts on the clutch to the flywheel. And he also didn't put in the release bearing, right? Yes, that's true. Oh and he didn't God. do the release bearing. out. He did literally just a clutch like disc, and that was it. <laughs> and even that was poor. Mazda yeah. put all these extra parts in for redundancy. I'm going to take them out and speed up. So anyway, bonus bolts. Yep. Don't Mi- need them. Miguel goes to um, the O'Reilly's and like spends like 150 bucks on a uh, clutch kit yeah. with a flywheel. And puts it in in the guy's driveway, gets the car running perfectly, drives it home. And he's like, yeah, it's great. The car smells like cigarettes inside. Yeah. Like, they had every possible, like, tobacco product. Like, he had a, he had a smoking pipe. Uh-huh. He had bagged tobacco. He had cigarettes. Tins of chew, probably. He had, yep, he had oh. chew. He had cigars. He had literally every tobacco product. Like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, sponsored by Philip Morris. <laughs> Mine had a weird mix of, like, Nice aftermarket modifications. Yeah. And then, like, complete mistreatment at the hands of owner number two. Yep. Where it was literally full. I kept finding those little five-hour energy bottles. Oh, yeah. The empties of that everywhere. Like, I found them behind the dash. I'm like, how did this (laughs) get here? Um, That's probably from the collision. Right. It it was just ridiculous. So I put a little effort into fixing it up, and I just loved bombing around in that thing all summer. Did it it have any, like... So you said like nice aftermarket parts, so like suspension stuff or no? The suspension was stock, but what oh, it did okay. have it, like it was very interior accoutrement. Like, oh, okay. like he had taken the effort to custom leather wrap the the tombstone, like the center dash column. And oh, stuff. nice, oh, yeah. nice. and it was falling really apart because of that. But it oh, was still yeah. like the effort was there. I took it out, and there's like 50 million staples and glue around the backside. But he tried, he tried, yeah, yeah. E yeah, for effort. It probably looked good for 20 or 30 minutes. So after Miguel's that. tombstone was actually perfectly fine. Nice. Which is shocking. Um, but then on top of that, uh, once we started cleaning up the car, mm-hmm. by we, I mean him. I mean, I, I looked at him doing well, this. It's, it's his car. So yeah. Of course he cleaned it. Yeah. But once once he cleaned it out and everything and started like, cleaning up the outside and everything and got like, the plasti dip off the wheels, they were the actual BBS wheels nice. that he had. He doesn't have the center caps, which mm-hmm. is the only thing that kind of sucks. But um, the outside, he took off like the half the car was plasti dipped. It was really weird. So he took that off. And the car's actually got pretty solid black paint on it. And nice. solid wheels. Under the hood, it's all good. Like there's not anything that's really like weird or missing. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, like the front bumper's a little messed up. And like the rear like deck lid looks like it's painted with a broom. <laughs> but other than that, the car's solid. But yeah, yeah no, it's almost things yeah, he had like like a perfectly good tombs. It was such like, a weird find. I'm really jealous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so. I was uh, going to say, is that is that all of the Miata tangents now? Slow, slow car fast, I think we covered yes. it yep. there. Yeah. Perfect. You, yeah, you lots own, of Miata. You own a Miata. I own a Miata. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're really good at tangents. Luckily, my cough interrupted my tangent before I went on. <laughs> Excellent. Derailed right. him. Number six. And this is the second to last question. Penultimate. Okay. So... I guess this was a year and a half ago now. San Diego was on vacation, found on Craigslist an engineless 1984 Ferrari Mondial Coupe hardtop. Okay. With the Speedline wheels, blue, but again, it was a QV car originally, mm-hmm. no engine, no transmission, no nothing. Okay. I wanted to buy it and put an engine and transmission swap into it that wasn't from a Ferrari. Okay. And I missed it by the time I got back home and it had already sold. So sure. that was unfortunate. So that was the incipitous i guess for this mm-hmm. challenge which is called the mondial challenge so you've got this car you paid six and a half grand for it you have to make it run and drive by putting in a transverse mounted engine and transmission you okay. cannot cut sheet metal it cannot be a ferrari qv engine and transaxle okay there's no price limit 
and there's really no other requirements. Ooh. Manual. It, sorry, it has to be manual, and your, your transaxle can be bolted on with a commercially available adapter, adapter kit. kit. Oh, this is a really specific question. Not yeah. really. It's, but, but, like, it's good, too, because it really makes us understand who you are. Yes. Yeah. There's no wrong answer, technically, for this one, unless yeah. it voids one of those rules, we'll tell you. Okay. So, I don't know about commercially available adapter plates, is, so, is the first one I'll, I'll throw out there. If you don't but I know will, specifically... I, I'll throw out there, like, a, a pairing that I think would functionally work, Okay. and then you can shoot me down on this. We but, will, probably. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's going to sound super stupid, but it would it would annoy so many people. Maybe we should and tell it would, you ours. It would keep the 12... It would keep 12 cylinders in it? Or it was expand. an 8 originally. Yeah, so expand. So Because I want a 12-cylinder Ferrari. You can't fit it. You can't fit a Jag 12 in there? Nope. Ah, oh, that'd be really cool if you could, though. No, right? You're limited <laughs> well, by... Even with the stumpy little Porsche gearbox? No. Because <sighs> those are... First, those are longitudinal. This is transverse. Yeah. Oh, transverse. Okay. So you're limited to a My V8 bad. or a four-cylinder in length. Maybe a Volvo five-cylinder. Okay. okay. That'll fit. It'll it fit. It probably mm. would fit. But, I mean, so, yeah, transverse okay. is the real kicker. Because, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you're really you're limited to, like, four cylinders in okay. depth. Okay. Uh... Screw everyone, have the biggest lap possible, and put a EcoBoost one liter Ford engine in it. Perfect. That That's is the a best because it'll definitely fit, and I will just boost it to sin and back, and just be like, yeah, it's still got like it's got like 400 horsepower. That'd be super reliable. You, you only have to make like 240 horsepower because I so can, it's like an entirely attainable amount of power. That was the whole Ford argument too. When they built that engine, was like, look, it fits on a carry-on suitcase. Yeah, I'm like, perfect. That. It oh, goes right through security. the block. Yeah, they had it in a suitcase yep. <laughs> just to see if they could get it through TSA. Yep. So. Um, yeah, we'll tell you just, our Yeah, now. my, my yeah. answer was a 12A rotary with a peripheral port and a Holly Dominator carburetor okay. on a um, AE101 Corolla 5-speed manual transmission, which there is a commercially available adapter plate. Are you plate. just, like, a sadist? Do you yes. just want self-harm? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Ryan. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, so this is, my, like, this I, is my reasoning. I had to think of something that made 240 horsepower and sounded about as cool as a Ferrari, and only had to be more reliable than the 1980s Ferrari. Okay, that is so a low bar. It's a really low bar. So a, I think an Italian that, con continuous injection system. Yeah, like yeah. that. This is like the only time I could ever make like one of my favorite <laughs> engines, like actually a viable swap. <laughs> least been like 13b like 12a yeah 12a really? man yeah that's like you just want a weed whacker <laughs> i want the noise oh my great. god <laughs> oh, and whoa. i went the sensible route i wanted a 3.3 liter toyota 3mz fe sienna camry motor okay bolted to a 1mz 3 liter camry supercharger which they made yep bolted to a solara five-speed transaxle yeah so basically the 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 hot mr2 recipe yeah, yep. but not the 2GR, because right. okay. I'm old school for some reason, and you don't have a transaxle that's a manual for the 2GR, which gotcha. sucks. So yeah. that was my main reason, otherwise 2GR all the way, for no. sure. I was, then, I'm thinking... But 400 horsepower, turnkey reliable, super light. There you go. Yeah. Ben, ben Sue from Japanese Nostalgia Car came up with a weird with one I didn't think about, because I totally We've forgot... we got some weird answers. I, I totally forgot that this even existed. The 30, the Acura CS30... Mm-hmm. Uh, it came with a manual J series transmission and a distributor um, based J series V6. What car is this? The Acura CL. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 That was a three two. The three two. Yeah, but there was a three O on the on. I th no, I think I it was the Accord. Right. It was it was the Accord three O. By the way, he said the Accord three O mm -hmm. with that manual transmission is it'll be like crazy reliable. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Damn it. And yeah. And well, like, I mean, presumably you could bolt a later J series onto that transaxle, right? You could. Or you could use he, an NSX. He specifically CF said a, the older J series. Okay, well, that's fine. I would just be interested to see that. where the Ferrari product begins to reject its donor or its transplant and just what starts to fail around that. To, oh, to, all the time. To compensate for the new exceedingly reliable <laughs> engines that have landed inside of it. But I mean, just imagine having like going out to your 1984 Mondial on a 20 below day and you turn the key and it just immediately starts. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? Better yet, doing it in front of friends. Like, what oh, kind yeah. of black magic is this? This is my this is my winter yeah. beater. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like it was a San Diego car, so like oh yeah, you, you could shape. get a few winters out of it before it completely falls apart. And it was six and a half grand. Like, uh, who cares? Yeah. Like that'd be the perfect. That'd be the coolest Daily winter car that of thing through a winter. Time. I'm sure the heater's terrible and all that. But like, yeah, whatever. No, you just use the heater core out of like a volt. Uh, well, a, it's the ducting mm. and vents. I don't think it's the heater core. I think that's probably okay. But like everything else, you know, the Magneto Morelli, it's probably not great. Just that's plumb true. a radiator into the cabin. You'll be yeah, fine. <laughs> no, it's the same. It's a switch for the 14-inch spall fan on yeah, it. It's, call it good. it's 200 degrees or nothing in there. <laughs> Get like an EF Civic like, heater core, which I'm convinced is just a full-size radiator because I've never felt well, a hotter Full-size like, Civic radiator. That was part of half of their cooling plan in that car, basically. basically with their cute little not... half radiator. <laughs> yeah. like, we put the other half in the car. We didn't think yeah. he noticed. To be honest, I'm continually you know, amazed by how small those radiators are in this. God, God bless. Didn't generate the, anything. I know. God we bless the Honda. Um, like God bless the Honda half radiator because that car allows almost every Japanese. Uh, every other Japanese car to run a ridiculously large turbo, yeah, and then yeah. have a half radiator like five, like and they're like, so cheap, right. Make a zillion of them. Thank, so, I mean, thankfully, somebody built it so that we can all go get aftermarket ones. Exactly, we need it's it. yeah. that's why I'm thankful for the DSM. Like it is the perfect parts car. <laughs> <laughs> it's you like a BMW E36, man. It's just a great best parts, parts car. car ever you you don't want a E30. running one, just a lot of parts. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. all the parts. I just want my E30 to be even better. Well, so. with uh, for a while, like I, I can't. When I was a kid growing up, I was like, I was had an Accord, and so for like, all the Accord guys, the DSM was the greatest parts car because they break down all the time. And in like 2005, 2006, junkyards were full of DSMs, mm-hmm. so you could go like feasibly get yourself like a. GST turbo kit mm-hmm. out of a junkyard for like 200 bucks for every single part. Yep. And then on uh, the 90s Accords, their uh, exhaust manifolds almost perfectly bolted up. There was one bolt that you'd have to break off, like for the like furthest to the right ex- like bolt on the exhaust manifold. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, every other bolt. I thought it was one of the inboard ones, too. It, I, I couldn't remember. It's This yeah. is like 10 it, years it ago. It was close enough for a high school student with some hand tools, basically. Yeah, yeah. and like all it, the, it, it all the runners, the runners would like seal <laughs> yeah. and be perfect, and you could make like, I think like the record was like 450 horsepower. On a disco potato? Yeah, Damn. like they would, like if somebody used like there was like somebody in like Ohio got like an MA Performance like back when MA Performance yeah. was doing their big turbos used like oh, one of okay. those I turbos. Thought you were talking about like a, a G, uh, what I forget what the stock turbo. A GST, is. but yeah. yeah, no, the, oh, the actual turbocharger. Oh, I think it's called thirteen, yeah, thirteen B or something. Like I, or so. I have no idea. Tiny. Yeah. yeah. No, but it was it was based off that with like a larger okay. uh, compressor that housing. Makes some sense. But um. God. No, they basically used a modified DSM turbo on a F series and made like 450 horsepower, yeah. in, like on oh, E85. So, so like what Bissy made with an NAF. Yeah, series. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
You guys familiar with uh, uh, Mighty Car Mods? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, are you watching the the, the new sex spec Evo that they no, started? What's that? <laughs> I haven't watched it since Super Gramps was done. Just, it, I kind of lost. They they so the sex spec was like the early two thousands, like shiny wheels and bright paint and like oh, expensive God. leather, yeah. like that show car sort of stuff. Very um, VIP esque. Exactly, and and so they bought another. Um, spec. So they did like Too Sexy, which was the the shootout of like the Lancer, the Mitsubishi Lancer. <laughs> That was they kept calling it an Evo as like a joke. It's an Evo. It's an Evo, bro. It's, it's totally just an a Evo because it was it was a sketchy turbo Lancer <laughs> uh, coupe. And then so he countered and found like one of the leading show cars from like the early two thousands. That was, was that, that orange one that yes. they just bought, that it's, Mirage or whatever. Yeah, that's a Lancer in in. Okay. Uh, so now once again, it's an Evo, but it's an Evo <laughs> with a like gen 3 evo motor front clip swap okay. to it oh, and stuff so oh, God. um so they're now <clears throat> so they're now in the process of trying to get it to run so coming back to your turbo situation with the dsms and stuff yeah. it's like that's literally what's happening on that car right I, now i may have to actually watch that yeah it's, it's, i do it's, love mighty car mods they're a lot of fun marty and mooger i just love their accents too yeah I'm, yep so let's do the last uh question good. I'll let you cover this one since you're sounding better. Uh, yeah, I told you a coffee would help. <laughs> I, after, I didn't uh, say no, did I? I agreed with you. No. All right, so um, what affordable car would you buy in California, mm-hmm. e.g. car for like a week, Yes. and then drive to Minnesota to sell for a profit or to keep? Or both. Sell for a profit. Okay, well, it's got to be something that's got to be on the rusty side up here. It's yeah. a little bit yeah. difficult to get um, clean shells and stuff like that, honestly. And it can't be something that's, like, just consistently expensive all the time. Right. So, right. And, I mean, this is something you could realistically, feasibly spend right. money on. So, for, like, you know. mm-hmm. for example, like, an EG Civic would not work because an, a clean EG Civic mm-hmm. in California sells for, like, you know, Four grand, and in Minnesota also sells for like four grand. Okay. Yep. But out in California, like a third gen Camry station wagon sells for like fifteen hundred bucks out there. Yeah. The one up here sells for like four grand. Yep. So that was my choice. Yes. So, and I have to work with this thing for the better part of a week driving. You do have back. to drive it yeah. around yeah. doing regular errands and okay road trip stuff. So the thing that I've been seeing a ton of after moving to California, which is staggeringly surprising, and I know I'd probably find a market for up here. Is old Mercedes diesel wagon. Yes, those are great. Yeah. Yes. Holy crap! They would are sell for everywhere. They're brown. They're dirty they are, as all hell out there, but they're rust free. Right. There's no like I have seen like a like a they're freaking all like there. a Mitsubishi Mighty Max pickup truck, and it's like half crushed, and there's just exposed metal everywhere, and there's like a light patina of rust on it. And <laughs> I'm just in like, a coastal area of California too. Right in the Los Angeles metro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just sitting there like that was a that is a pile of dust in Minnesota. Like oh, yeah. that doesn't That's exist. That's already been anywhere. through four Chinese washing machines. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's fully recycled for various lab based iron ferrite testing or something. So <laughs> That's um, how I do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So like just put it on a lathe and get rid of it. Nothing survives uh, up here and everything survives down there. So it's just you could practically pick anything. But I think that the turbo diesel Mercedes yep. would probably do pretty well That's up here. That's a great answer. There's a lot of the 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 kind of hippie types up here a little bit that are would be all about corn converting that and and getting off grid and blah 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 and stuff like that. That would sell I that, did that thing in, in high a school. It was great. I had a 1987 Turbo Diesel 190. Mm-hmm. It was great. actually my my friend Trig, uh, one oh of our God, common yeah. guests. He um, this is like one of my favorite stories about him to tell. We were all hanging out at my friend uh, Chase's apartment mm-hmm. but in the next day there's a car show and 
Trey goes and uses the bathroom, and then immediately after going to the bathroom, excuses himself. And then uh, we don't hear anything from him. And then yep. we don't, we're trying to call him up and like get a hold of him to like have him go to the car show with us the next morning. This is a car queen's show at uh, uh, DCTC. Okay. Um, and he like nobody can get a hold of him. Right? I wonder if he's like sick. Like he like left like right after he right after he went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shows up halfway through the show with this prosthetic limb tan. Like Mercedes, Hearing aid beige. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like nineteen seventy eight, I think Mercedes three hundred D turbo diesel. I thought it yep. was a two forty. Is it? Is no, it it's a two forty. I okay. think it's a two forty. It, whatever. It's a turbo diesel Mercedes. Um, same thing. Yeah. Shows up and we're like, where the hell did you go? He goes, I was on Craigslist in uh, in Colorado and I saw this for sale. I called the guy. The guy wanted like nothing for it, and I asked him, does it run? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, are there any problems with it? He goes. No, he go, I say, why, why are you getting rid of it? He goes, I don't have room for it. And he goes, all right, I'll see you in the morning. And so he <laughs> left the apartment, parked his uh, Impala that he yep. inherited, parked that at the airport, bought a plane ticket at the airport, Wow! flew to Colorado, drove back in the same day, did not sleep, and then goes to the car show with this oh, like man. flawless Mercedes it was, and he came to buy parts from me after that car show for the Mercedes, yeah. <laughs> which he had owned for less than a day. Yeah. Well, it was actually, a, it's a very nice Mercedes. It's in fabulous condition, yeah, especially not, for he, a first year W123. Yeah. Nice. He, uh, he lowered it now. He's got some uh, Borbit. Borbit type A's. Some, all right. So Borbit type A's are even more hilarious. Because talking about uh, like dumbasses out street racing, mm-hmm. there's this kid that we know that had like the world's worst EG Civic. Like everything was bad about it. And he bought it because it has B series swapped. But we look under the hood is like the worst possible B series that you could yep. ever put in a car feasibly. <laughs> but he uh, was selling these Borbit type A's because they didn't fit his car. And he had never looked up what the value was. And he sold them to Trig for I think like 130 bucks or something. Nice. Just like oh. nothing. <laughs> Luckily, the 5 by one twelve, so you get a lot of reciprocity with the stupid stance crowd. And yeah, BMW. but yeah. oh my God. God, like that. They look that kid, that kid got got hosed and tricks. Like, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I ran Chrome AMG monoblocks on my car, so I look like a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, you sure. did. You definitely did. Oh yeah, I got pulled over by the cops. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what? Just a white dude sitting behind twenty percent tint in this white Mercedes that's just totally slammed. Did the <laughs> as you rolled the window down, did the police officer apologize and just walk back? <laughs> I mean, in more words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't cited um, for anything ever in that vehicle, but I was pulled over a lot. I'm sorry for interrupting you, sir. I'm sure you have a business deal to get to. <laughs> no, it's always like my backpack, and I'm like this 18-year-old kid in this car. I'm just like, and I've got like the Recaro 16-valve seats in it. I've got yep. 400E brakes on it. The thing was bomb. One of my favorite cars of all time. If I ever find a turbo diesel yes, please in decent do condition, it again, I'm buying yeah. it again. And I was, I even had the parts to manual swap, it like rolling around in the trunk, and I just never got around to it. I would also throw that onto cars to get from California, because you yeah. can get those oh, yeah. in Cali. Yeah. Um, I mean, and those are, those might be worth something out there, because it was a one-year-only car. Mm. And it was like, I don't think so. Okay, well, don't well, tell me that, because <laughs> i got to buy my neighbor's house, la, 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 Yeah, la. it's true. Um, no, in uh, our car, R107s. Yeah. Okay. California is lousy with those. Yeah. Those aren't worth anything up here. Eh, they're worth. Decent. They're not worth anything up here. I I just want one. That's the, I know, which is why you said it. I get it. 
All right, that is actually, I think that's the last of our standardized questions. So, Ryan, why don't we go into your uh, major topic here? Yeah, we usually we do multiple news stories. Okay. Um, Today we're doing one. We're doing on. one really <laughs> massive one. Since you're the guest, uh, okay. feel free to interject with this. Um, but uh, Carl Scone, who have previously been our benevolent overlord, well, yeah. ex-benevolent overlord. Well, we have two. Now we just have one. It's Bob yeah. Lutz. Yeah, Bob Lutz. Um, <laughs> who is my Carl, benevolent overlord. Carl Scone, who I've been calling Carl Scozen, yeah. but it's Scone, apparently. Okay. Um, Set the record straight. He was literally arrested in um, once he yeah. landed in... Uh, in Japan, and actually, uh, I'll go ahead and bring up the article for all of our listeners. Yeah, this is a uh, this is going to get interesting because he is he was like a national hero in Japan. <laughs> all right, well, so this is the thing. I, seriously, was, no, he, yeah. no, this is the thing. Is it was a national hero to this man as well? Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It's, it was a weird like kind of duality to him because he he was kind of like the only way I can really equate it is he was kind of like um, Emperor Palpatine mm-hmm. in Did Star he have Wars. Unlimited power, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. So. The the way I'm, I'm saying that is like yeah he w- they were citing him as being like the national hero he saved Nissan like one of the one of the most beloved car brands in Japan but at the same time was also like a really kind of a shitty person. Did he try to save it from the almost death of the Renault Aventime wasting all Nissan's money? Yeah, <laughs> he was responsible for that. Um, was he? Car wasn't ever. he also responsible for the cross cab? Yeah, yeah. Toronto oh. cross cab. That was okay. Uh, big... uh, he lost points in my book. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, no. He he, uh, he actually designed that as a gift for his wife. Oh, oh. no! She... I'm really glad he got arrested. Did he get his... divorced promptly? After no. That, his, the thing is, his wife like loved it, and like she was like, oh. "I really want this this truck. I want a Murano, but I want a convertible." And he goes, "Let's just make it." And I'm like. Yeah, and and someone's like one. Yeah, we could put the R and D guys on making you one. He's like, no, 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 production. Like, um, yeah. That, so that started a market segment. Those are awful. Yeah, they're they're really awful vehicles. Yeah. But uh, sorry, this is what happened. Was um, he apparently was under investigation at Nissan, mm-hmm. um, because of misuse of company finances and stuff. And I like embezzlement. Sounds uh, cool. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> misreporting income. He misreported ninety million dollars. Well, that's that's an honest mistake of, of income. But the thing is, is like no, there aren't any Japanese CEOs are even paid that much money yes. that he misreported because he basically underreported half of his income. Allegedly, yeah. Um, so I wonder. If I'm this not is, trying to incriminate the man. Yeah, <laughs> no. I wonder if this is like a feedback thing because there there is like a law about Japanese CEO income. Actually, there's like a scale that says they can only make so much over like lowest paid work or something. That's clever. Yeah. So I like it, that. Yeah. It, it kind of keeps the market trapped a little bit. It so, trumps it, yeah. um, so that's why you have a lot of Japanese companies actually reporting as American companies now. So they've, you know, yeah. they've, they've moved on shore so that the, their leadership can make more money. So I wonder if, if Nissan was so bound to staying Japanese that he's like, well, I mean, I'm severely underpaid compared to my. CEO compatriots, I'm just going to dig into the into the coffers a little bit deeper and disappear a little funds left and right. So, so well, I guess I guess what he had done. Um, Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> one of the, one of the things he had done um, that really kind of irked everybody at Nissan. What a great word. Yeah, irked. <laughs> um, they had this perturbed. they had this fund that they were using for um, a, like a Dutch startup to okay. for 
financing or marketing or something. Investing. Embezzling. Is for investing. And through the Dutch <laughs> investment firm. Investibling? Yeah. For, through the, in the Dutch investment firm, he had purchased four houses in different countries <laughs> as investments for him to live in. Uh, I too like to launder money. Yeah, so that's that's super greasy. Uh, but the thing, what gets even like more weird about this is, usually they the Japanese police aren't super public about doing stuff yes, like this. Yeah. So the fact that they they basically like threw him under the bus. Okay. So the Japanese police aren't super public about this, but Japan in itself is actually super racist. So the yes, chance to true. throw a French CEO out of their leading national company, Damn. they were just like, I guarantee you those guys were chomping at the How bit. How many like, Dutch rudders well, were going on I'm, inside that building? I, I am getting to that because that is actually part of this. Um, because, oh, let's see here. Uh, Renault keeps him on board. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have to. We do research. This is present. There, this is, there this are is how six. There, there are six. For the record, uh, Jay- Ryan is holding up yeah. a complete hand of five and his thumb on the other hand mm-hmm. to make six. There six. are actually six uh, Japanese nostalgia car stories about this. Oh my god! Um, Japanese nostalgia car was the first uh, outlet. They're, they're mm-hmm. the, I write for them. They're the first outlet to break this news in America. Uh, they broke it like literally hours. The continents. Yeah, like anywhere in the like or the, the United States. Had, the Western Hemisphere. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. So North America. Nice. Yeah. North America, South America, Mesoamerica, Cuba. Mesopotamia? No. No. no, no that's, their that's terrorist farming is delicious, though. Um, so. Mm, Mesopotamia. Let's see here. I just got to get to the quote that the Nissan CEO said. Uh, all right. So. I one. love the Renault Aventime. The, the mm, new, yes. I love the Renault Aventime. <laughs> This uh, gentleman, uh, his last name is Saikawa, he's the current uh, Nissan CEO, uh, basically had the Japanese equivalent of a Alex Jones freakout while talking about that? Alex Jones, the, yeah. the guy from InfoWars, takes his shirt off and screams. Oh, what is InfoWars? Uh, it, we're, we're turning the frogs, Nissan! Oh, so he's yeah. like a repub talk show host or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's he's like the, is it Rush Limbaugh? He's, he's worse than that. He's worse. He's, he's full on conspiracy theorist. Uh, yeah, he's a conspiracy theorist. Uh, uh, the the chemicals from the chemtrails turn the frogs gay. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's known for having these ridiculous freakouts. What's that, Nick? It's glycosophate. That's what he's talking about. Glycosophate. It actually does turn the frogs gay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, so um, is it anyway? This Saikawa guy had the equivalent of, like, <laughs> ripping his shirt off and storming out of the Fox News headquarters. Oh, God. We uh, learned um, something new today. All right. The, the, I, need to, I need to have his quote that here that's the Japanese equivalent of Alex Jones' freakout. <clears throat> all right. Let me turn up your mic slightly so it's Tra- dramatic as fuck. Translated here. I feel strong anger and disappointment. I am very sorry. That is there a video like of this? I want like the Japanese <laughs> version of this. The, I, don't, I don't think you understand. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, no. It's, it's very, Japanese it's very culture. tempered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In Japanese culture, to come out and say that, I am mad. Like, oh, I, well, yeah. Saying that, you have to be a just completely ass mad to come out and say that. Uh, um, yeah. So anyway, I wonder if one of these is his. I think one of the other fantastic bits of what happened here um, is. When they arrested him, they they waited for his plane to arrive. Did they put him in a diesel Volkswagen? <laughs> Close. 
a Toyota Hiace. Oh. <laughs> what's even worse is they sent a Nissan Serena that they had in their fleet to Carl's Gohn's residence to search it. So like, they could have easily arrested I'm glad him. to know that executives yeah. in these companies in other countries still have a tremendous sense There's, of humor. There is some Toyota exec just peeling off Yen to the police officers like... You take you pick him up in that one. <laughs> they go down to like Japan Hertz. And like, what do you have? We need this to like look like a cop prisoner. car in like twenty minutes. <laughs> like a black sharpie. They put that little like loop to loop on the hood. It's all green duct tape and safety logos. You pick up the car and it's got the the what's that uh, initial D livery yeah. on it. Like I said, police, not initial D. They Fujiwara pick him up in that thing. Yeah. Like just the driver's floor. <laughs> they put a, a Bozozoko lip spoiler on it. And oh, God, that'd be really funny. still the little Hertz barcodes in all the window corners. <laughs> so good. So um, I think we would be good at routing executives out of car companies. That'd be really funny. <laughs> I think this is like a gumball rally sort of thing that needs to happen now. Oh, no. So, all right. <laughs> oh, no. Playing so this rent is... the Hilux. The, the story continues, though, here, because um, when they arrested him, and this, they, they came down like, super hard on him. And yep. the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department's kind of been known for going a little lax on large executives lately mm-hmm. for like, the last like 10 How years or so. How large was he? Yeah. Like, they didn't really... When uh, the uh, Mitsubishi Zaibatsu, that is like uh, the the bank behind Mitsubishi. Yeah. Um, when they were found laundering money for the Yakuza, they got a slap on the wrist, mm-hmm. which is a whole not- new story. Thank you. In of itself, Thank um, you for that we nobody really talked about. I feel like we really should probably talk about that at some point. Um, but you know, here we are. Um, also, Mitsubishi <laughs> is like a, a day late and a dollar short to literally everything. Oh yeah. Like they just no joined the. What is, on a good day, the largest auto manufacturer in the world? Are they trying to turn the frog skate with their chemtrails? I think so. Okay. But, like, Mitsubishi just joined that, and they, like, reaped no rewards and all of the negatives of that. It's just <laughs> the poor company. Like, they can't catch a break. They should have picked him up in an Eclipse Cross. Oh, we know hilarious. where Ghost is going to go next. He would have seppuku'd on the way out to the car. Mitsubishi's oh. going to be all about offering him in jail. Like, he's like... <laughs> Just sign the agreement paper, and our lawyers will be all over this, like, through the bars. What lawyers? They're probably well, public defenders of how little money Mitsubishi has. I, I think, yeah, it's, I think, A, it's a public defender. And did B, we say, did we think, say lawyers? We meant lawyer. Yeah, lawyer. His name as, is Tom. His name is, yeah. his name is Donnie. He's got a corduroy he's a, suit from the 70s. That's all he can do. He's an ambulance chain. chaser from Nevada. Uh, <laughs> he oh, does personal injury. Found him on Billboard. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but all right, so th- this is, the, the, I think Mitsubishi is actually going to try and cozy up to Nissan more because mm. they're they're completely on board with outing Gon. Oh, I hope they don't. I don't want Nissan to get dragged down with Mitsubishi. Well, it's actually Mitsubishi to be dragged up with Nissan. So uh, <laughs> I think ooh, both are going to happen, right? Yeah, parallel so, thinking. Unless we get like an Eclipse Cross with the Red Sport Q70 engine in it or something. It's it's like the it's like the rescue ship hitting. The sinking ship. Yeah. In, in its effort. <laughs> Something about inertia as a property of matter. I don't know. Bill anyway, Nye the science guy failed me, apparently. So, on the 22nd uh, of November. Two so days two ago. Days ago? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nissan did out Goat. Okay. Like, he's no longer on board with Nissan. Hmm. Um, the French government. How long had he been CEO there? Uh, since 1999. 
dang. Yeah. yeah. Right when the Renault Aventine was coming through the race. Yeah, he's the one that okayed that. <laughs> good. Good um, man. I don't care what he did. Let him free. <laughs> so, but he also did the cross cam. Um, yeah. Emmanuel, Kill him. Emmanuel Macron. Murder him to death in See, front of a stake. I think, he, he, I did think, a, he did approve the GTR. So this it's an is auto true. only. I don't care about that thing. Also, it's Actually, really hard on consumables. I'm really hard I think on what, consumables. Like what Jana brought up to what Burger brought up is a perfect description of Carlos Ghosn. Is he is the man that brought us the Renault Aventime, the best thing ever. But at the same time, also gave us the Cross Cabriolet, the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it, he he saved Nissan by ripping out its heart. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what the car was. I just remember an interview that he did with a British press where they had announced that they were going to bring over more like Renault brands. Okay. Yeah. Um, under like the Nissan label. Right. Yeah. And he's like, so, you know, you're bringing over this car. It's kind of a dated car. What are you going to change to update it to, to British? And he's like, we're going to put bumpers on it. <laughs> like gonna, literally that was the response. Yeah, he's just like, to pass the, we're going to, the tests. <laughs> we're going to change the bumpers. And he like, and then just, they're like, Really, like, I would. I yeah. would love to see Definitely. an interview between. What else would we have done? Yeah, I would love not to see to it. change the bumpers. <laughs> I would love to see an interview between <laughs> Carl Scone and Kimi Raikkonen. Oh my! <laughs> How was the race? It was good. That's good. What did you change, bumpers? <laughs> it was good talk. Yes, for well, very best. What was any parts of it hard? Some, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some parts, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yes, very good. very good. I'm happy. I'm going now. Are you excited okay. about the future prospects of uh, the Nissan Renault lines? Yes, very. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but no, speaking of that, getting back on topic, um, he is still do, on. do that usually. He is still on at Renault. Nice. So we're going to get the Citroen Cactus is what I'm hearing. Well, all right. So this is kind of. <laughs> Jenna looks so happy. <laughs> well, the Citroen Cactus is from Peugeot. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. How, uh, by the way, Peugeot did actually specifically say that they're coming to America. Yes. Yay. Like so, they said that like a hundred percent, like that this is a thing that's going to happen. So maybe Jana's we will. Next car. Yeah, exactly. Heavily yeah. depreciated two-year-old Peugeot. <laughs> you know it. Um, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? But any- uh, It's Nothing. best not to think about that, really. Yeah. <laughs> Just roll with the punches. <laughs> it might sit in a garage, but at least I'll own a Peugeot. Mm. So from what I understand, um, oh Ma- Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, uh, France owns 15% of Renault. Yeah. So this whole thing's like getting really gross and muddy with the Renault side. Because Emmanuel Macron, he's obviously, you know, at face Swollen value. Swollen with tol- baguettes and wine. Yeah, yeah. He's like totally pissed about everything that's happening right now because the French government, like Nissan stock is tanked mm-hmm. like a lot uh, I'm shocked yeah it's same thing with Renault um he's keeping he's keeping um housekeeping going on or he's he he wants going to stay on as CEO at Renault as to kind of save face Renault um so there's there's an interesting aspect of this here too is the, the political side of yeah it, which like, is did Go never become like a Japanese citizen, or is he no. like Fr- okay? So he's the Japanese French government citizen. is now holding a French citizen. Yeah, like, but the French people just surrender, so they're not going to fight back. <laughs> yeah, you it's can true. have him. Just don't. Whatever. It's yeah, like, like, just he's, call him in your jail. We'll tell you he's Japanese. But he's got enough money that he might. Uh, they might like. Uh, he's ex- I think he's going to be in jail surrender. for like ten days or something. Like wow. Yeah, like he. Hopefully they, nobody makes they, him their bitch. They actually like put him in jail. Jail. Like, like they, federal pound me in the ass prison. Yeah, like a jail. Yeah, 
Like they but did, do they have the office space jails in Japan? There's going to be a whole yeah. fleet of Renos just waiting outside for every yeah. prisoner at that point. He's like, cars for everyone if you just don't touch me. Can they be first-gen Twingos? So they all say merci, Twingo. <laughs> I, I do. I do want a first-gen Twingo. Um, I don't think anyone doesn't. They're so happy. They are happy. the happiest car. Um, <laughs> and then, so, yeah, there, there is that whole political thing that makes everything muddy. But this is a, no, another thing that makes things muddy is... Is it mud? Yeah, it's mud. There's a lot of mud. <laughs> it was raining. But no. um, there's, a, I, I guess that there are some of the people that. that are insiders at Nissan saying that there's an, another reason that Gon was outed so heavily instead of like just like kind of like cross crabby the slap sales. on the wrist, the slap on the wrist, and kicked like silently kicked out of the company. Was that the Renault Evans um, almost bankrupting the company in two thousand two? No, Gone was actually tr- wanted to merge Renault and Nissan, and uh, not that sounds a, like a fabulous idea. Not as a partnership, but as a, a yeah, a, as an actual single entity. What they should do is also merge with Volvo and then bring back the PRV engine that was used in the DeLorean. So, and yeah, then use to that us, as their new corporate V six. I, on the outside, to Americans, this you go, is a good idea, guys. You go, this isn't a bad idea. However, no, it's to, a horrible the, idea. Is this your application for new CEO ship of of Nissan? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. I want to bring back the PRV. These are my plans, guys. That is my one. That's my business plan. It's and just bring back the PRV. I will immediately acquire <laughs> Volvo. Upon and then my maybe hire. like ex- experiment with building a car factory in Ireland for no reason. Yep. Maybe in case you want to build a stainless steel body to build a sports car, that's really slow. So the the reason that this was the, totally. this was super like unpopular in Japan is that Nissan is again one of Japan's like sweetheart companies. Yeah, and to have that be they old, like Nissan more than they like having sex with one another. Yeah, by a substantial margin. Right. Exactly. There's a lot more cars than kids in in Japan right Tons now. Tons more. Actually, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like they don't have time to have sex. Yeah, you know how many cars are getting sold every day? It's a lot more than babies popping out in Japan right now. But so, um, you wanted to merge them as a single company, and in Japan that was not going over well. Hmm. And in 1999, when Renault and Nissan first began their partnership. What an what, excellent, fabulous partnership that was. Yeah, mm. One of the stipulations was that they will always be separate companies. They're not going to merge together. Then Gone comes in and says, I want to yeah, merge them. Yeah, but just take the Comcast model. Like, yeah, we're going to not be a monopoly. And then look at us now. Yeah, exactly. We're that, not th- technically a monopoly. There's a there's CenturyLink. They're different <laughs> companies. Trust Again, us, it's kind of like <laughs> Emperor Palpatine yes. getting rid of the Senate right before yeah. he gets killed. So um, I, I choose to see no correlation or causation in these. these yeah. Steps. So um, yeah, it, it really sounds like Nissan just kind of noped him out of office, <laughs> and uh, in in the in the most public manner. Um, Remember that house thing we let you do a little while ago? Yeah, we're it's gonna just go not ahead. working out. You're you're going to jail now. Yeah, we. Here's some handcuffs. I just put these on. We looked up some words in an English dictionary. The one we like this one called embezzlement. So. It's got two Z's in right. it. Right. So now there is another thing to add to this. Oh, yes? Oh, it gets even more complicated. Oh, my goodness. And this is because of terrible timing. The Japanese royal family, right in the middle of this whole going situation, yeah. uh, announced that they were getting a new parade car. Okay, what explain to me what is a parade car, first off. So a parade car is the car that the emperor is seen in during parades. 
Uh, previously, it was a for the longest time it was a Nissan Prince uh, Royal. Mm-hmm. It was it was so old that uh, it was actually developed before Nissan bought Prince. Wow, the first Google result is Japanese established. Hey, look at that. Um, but recent, more recently, they had a convertible Rolls Royce. They used it literally twice. Mm-hmm. Everybody oh, in Japan does not like century. that. Um, yeah, the standard government cars are centuries. Um, but There's yeah, the that, Burt Rolls. Yeah, that's the convertible yeah. Rolls. Um, but yeah, now they're... Um, what the... Yeah, that's okay. the Prince of Monaco. <laughs> that looks like it would get warm inside of it during a summer's day. Yeah. In Monaco. <laughs> I just, like... I don't have a beef with the Prince of Monaco. I just want to take pot shots at it and see how bulletproof it is. Yeah, That's, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bullet very, resistant. Very, <laughs> yeah. I'm very curious myself. Right. It's a um, big dome. But <laughs> That's what she said. It. Woo! All right. So, well, this is the thing. is This is something that has come up really, like, twice in history. Yep. Nissan won it once, and then they bought uh, – they had to replace it with a Rolls-Royce because that's the only other car that could be on par with that. Okay. And so th- this is something that Nissan would have really, really, really wanted, you know, for the prestige of the company. Sure. Okay. A lot of the now, president's na- Cadillac, basically. Now yeah. with this whole Gone situation, yeah. they are the one power stroke pickup with a Cadillac body stapled onto it. Nailed it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are one hundred percent out of the running for this now. Lexuses? No, no, no. Uh, you have brought Nissan. shame upon oh, our okay. nation. N- oh, right. oh. Like, yeah. So that's like an ultimate slight for like oh, yeah. domestic pride. Yeah, that's huge. Uh so ooh. <laughs> that's I got like Carl, bad goosebumps. I think Carl if Carl Zagon ever entered the country of Japan again, he might actually be killed. Actually We should just have him I on motorcycle might... real quick and then he can redeem himself. I, I think that there's a chance fine. he I would not be surprised if somebody tried to assassinate him. While he's in jail. I feel like nobody there is motivated enough to assassinate anyone. I don't know, man. Their entire national culture is about not, like, being in the way of the other people. But the thing is, once you're in jail... Neither seen nor heard, like Arrested Development. Well, that's the thing. Once you're in jail, once you're on the other side of the law, like, you're basically nobody. You can do whatever you want because your life's ruined. So I can sharpen toothbrush handles and shift people? Yeah. Nice. And it, it makes no difference if you do or don't. So, um... Good to know. All <laughs> <yeah>. right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they're the the Japanese royal family's looking for a new car. Um, so yeah, what uh, Ben wrote is he he suggests the LS six hundred H Landolet, which was that picture we saw. It's mm-hmm. still up. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about that one, <laughs> but it's not bad. I like that thing actually. I think a Toyota Century stretch limo with the roof. Like a retractable the roof. are just too old at this point. No, they still they just made a new I one. I know, still too old. I, think I do like that as a V12 though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. A convertible Century would be dope. Fine. So. Let's just give them a Portmobile G-Class and call it good. That's not Japanese. Just uh, put ooh, put a ooh, Lexus badge ooh, on it. It'll be fine. No, in Germany have some long Wait a second. Ties. A Portmobile Land Cruiser. Yeah. That okay? Fine, sure. Yeah. That would be very cool. Or I got it. Suzuki Jimny. I was literally about to say Suzuki <laughs> Jimny. <laughs> Got Ju- it. Not even anything special. Just a Jimny. A, a, a lime green Jimny with the Popemobile top on the back. There you go. Yes. Pope yes. bubble. I wouldn't even we've say solved, that. We've solved Jap- Japan's problems. Yes, just get a Jimny. <laughs> Jimny Popemobile. Um, There's yeah, your new so convertible. Perfect. That, that, that whole single like story really 
was just massive. Um, that's dominated all most of automotive news this week. And it has dominated our entire podcast. Yeah, well, it's a kind of a big deal. It is, which is why we covered it. Yeah, that's... Almost exclusively, if you don't count Shane. Oh, uh, yeah, because <laughs> if you... Um, no one counts Shane. I'm just... I'm trying we to... kind of th- do. I mean, you'll be in the blurb. Ooh, it's kind blurb. of the... I guess this, this is the biggest Japanese automotive news, like, since the Takata incident. I think it's the Japanese equivalent of Dieselgate for how Still big of a... so many letters for Takata airbags for yeah. cars I don't own anymore. <laughs> but I think this is also like... Having the... a Takata airbag uh... in my current car, yeah. I get I... those letters like... Once but week. I've had 76 cars and like a lot of <laughs> airbags, and so, a lot of them died in my possession. So there's a lot of cars that are still oh, on my better bonfires for you. So, yeah. um, are you saying you welcome the death that comes from the Takata airbag over the, the honestly the continued messaging from the Takata the airbag potential? Company? Like, I'm totally life's about calculated risk. I am willing to accept that calculated mm-hmm. risk. Shut up. So, I have yep, never had a bag yep. deployment, and I haven't been driving that long. Right. But, like, I drive cars with good brake pads and tires. So, like, not a, yes, Nick, you say, like, what? I saw a RAV4 on the way here. Doing what? On 5 with the, with the, with the airbag blown. Really? Like, sitting undamaged on the side of 5. <laughs> the driver's side airbag. Yeah. Just blowing like the side curtain, yeah. Well, the curtain bags luckily aren't a problem, but the uh, the steering wheel and some passenger. Yeah, I, I couldn't bags. see if the other bags had blown, but I, the side one, the side one. Gone. What did it? What but happened? That's Nothing. not the, that's not the issue with the Takata <laughs> yeah. bags, though. I mean, it's not like a, a false detonation. It's like the 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 the, the metal the metal casing around the charge wasn't strong enough, so they uh, intermittently sometimes would send pieces of it toward you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, maybe that person is dead, and that Rav Four should probably go check on him. Yeah. <laughs> Bring a stick. Yeah. It was on the other side of the highway. A scraping so. stick. Free Rav Four. <clears throat> if it's a V six, totally go get it. But so um, <laughs> I, I think when we do the Motor Cult Awards yes. and after uh, you know in December. Yep. Um, this will be a shoe in for biggest legal clusterfuck. I I don't know. Volkswagen really has a lot of. I, this, this is bigger. Is, yeah. this, this is probably is bigger. Bigger than Volkswagen. I'm still gonna make the argument for like the TSI chain recall and the Dieselgate thing. But that that's I think well, that's... Dieselgate was 2016 technically. Yeah, Dieselgate's not in the running. All right. Well, then the I, time. Yeah. yeah, this is bigger than the timing chain recall. Yeah, this is definitely TSI. bigger than that. I really think that. Um, actually, I would put this. This is a very very close number two to Dieselgate. You sounded like BC just now. This is very close indeed <laughs> to the Dieselgate scandal. Listen, this cold's doing weird stuff with my voice. <laughs> Clearly, it's turning you South African. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, but oh, man. yeah, n- this is a really, really, really big deal because <laughs> Gone was—he was everything. Can we just for call Nissan. him Skozen? Because like I'm Gozen? so yeah, whatever you used to say. Because like now that you're saying the name right, like it just it isn't sitting well with me. I'll just call him Carlos. How about that? Perfect. All right, so um, Car- yeah, Carlos is—he uh, was kind of the everything of Nissan. Mm-hmm. So having him gone is just—he's the Lee Iacocca of '90s Chrysler. Yeah, actually, you know what? Imagine if Lee Iacocca got found guilty of all this shit in 1989. Yeah, that—that's how big of a deal this yeah. is for Nissan. No, that's actually a pretty good way to put it into like perspective of people that don't really. Get I think I think that Japanese. should be our sure. bombshell for this episode. It certainly can be. I just have one more thing before we do that. 
Yes. Do you want to plug your podcast? I would love yeah. to plug my what podcast. Yeah, what is your podcast? You Go ahead and do that. I, I can drop a link, too, if you want to give me one in the uh, the episode description. So I uh, I run with Neil Thompson, another local autocrosser. Uh, no way. The Miller War guy. <laughs> yeah. That software is crap. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> I'm really good friends with Jake. So uh, we do the Cone Coach podcast, which is effectively, it's a very targeted education podcast. So we do a little bit of offshoot sort of stuff, but our entire goal and discussion points are usually around um, improving you as a driver, helping you with car setup, things like that. So try to stick to valuable information and what, and what outlets a, are you on? A little bit of fun. Um, just about everything. Uh, I've, I think I've seen that before. I think actually. the only thing I'm not on right now is Spotify, but not due to undue effort. It's because Spotify is like a jerk about things. Yeah. So we've noticed that. Yeah. We've yeah, been trying yeah, to get yeah. out there as well. So iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, Twitcher, whatever. Just yeah. search for Cone Stitcher? Coach Podcast. Stitcher. Yeah. That's the other one. Twitcher's. Twitch. Yeah, Twitch. Okay. Uh, cool. We don't we don't live stream at this point. Okay. So. Well, you did just now. We did. I have live. You're streaming. currently live. I am currently live. Is yep. there anybody watching? Yeah, there are four people. Is there watching. somebody oh, on the internet? Four? Yep, four viewers. Wow. Check it. What's up, internet? Hello, industrious little fellows. Hello. Hey. Hey, at the start of this, we should get Shane to mention that on his social media. Hi. <laughs> What's that? What? Before we start this, we should get Shane to mention that on his social media so people can watch this live. But we just did it. We oh, did it. Crap. We're too late. That's how <laughs> live works. It's over now. Well, you could still, we can supply you with links. I'll put a link to your podcast in the description. Appreciate it. Although it's not technically today, I should also mention Jana's birthday is tomorrow. Uh, Happy birthday tomorrow, Jana. If you are are listening to this on the podcast and feel free to buy her a French car and send it to her. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It was actually uh, Sunday. It's the 25th. French cars on my laptop. You, you do. She you has, are just pegging the shit out of that I microphone. She, it, it, they're you rather expensive French cars. However, if you would like to get Jana a fantastic uh, birthday present that I cannot afford her, uh, she would love a Renault Twingo. Yes, Twingo. Merci and if you Twingo. are too lazy to do that, just go ahead and uh, head over to the Motor Cult Patreon page and buy us some beers. And uh, buy, yeah, that will somehow trickle It'll go down to, like, economics. Money. Yeah. Or <laughs> another one. I think Jana another would, one. Jam would probably be okay with a Renault Alliance. That's that's probably within like the the monthly Patreon budget that we already yeah. have set out. So yes. if, you, if you have ten bucks, just go on your local Craigslist page, buy an Alliance, and just drop ship it to yeah. Jana. Yeah, uh, y- you can email us at uh, cultmediaoutlook.com and uh, give us. Also, we will give motor you a... cult at ovalboard.com, <laughs> yes. which is the show's actual email address. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we we can actually uh, give you an address to send. The Renault Alliance. Or you could just drop cat pictures on the motor cult. That would also be really great. Yes. I would like that. These are all things that Jana would appreciate. Tons of good suggestions for Jana's birthday. Birthday cat bombing. Hell Hell yes. All about that. I think we should that that's uh good. Uh check out Cone Coach uh podcast. Conecoach.com, Facebook.com slash conecoach. Uh we don't have Twitter because whatever. Twitter's for the dumbs. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a Twitter and I use it usually just to. My yell Twitter it. is so old; it's my first and last name with no other formatting. Oh my god! Yeah. I have one from when Twitter was created. High five, me too. Mine is at Kyle Katarn, though. It's just for me to yell at people I that work at EA. Still don't understand where that alias came from. Right, but so I don't want to know either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know where Kyle Katarn came from. It's probably incriminating. Star Wars. It's a Star Wars thing. Okay, it, it exists now I know, exclusively even I tried not for to. me. Yeah. I, I wanted a more direct route to yell at people that work for EA when they make a bad decision regarding a Star Wars game, and that's why I made that Twitter. So is just so I can complain. More. How's screaming into the void working out for you? Actually, there were a couple suggestions I made. I think a 
thousands of other people made that actually got Congruently fixed. at the same time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bodie so, McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface. Exactly. Gushing grannies. That's On that the- bombshell. Yeah, there we go. Let the internet name all of your important stuff. Sorry, Carl goes in. Yeah. I'm so bummed about that. We will catch you guys on Wednesday for episode 63. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.